It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Michael Reed on LMFM. Now, staying with uh, that uh, roadmap uh, that is uh, currently being drawn up uh, for removing COVID-19 restrictions, the government, uh, as we mentioned, is uh, to publish this at uh, the end of uh, the month. And a lot of what is hoped for hinges on this rate of vaccination reaching between 85 and 90 percent of the population over the age of 16 and also on the or number uh, being close to one. Uh, If all of that happens, according to the Irish Times uh, this morning, the rules could be relaxed uh, and uh, they're talking about a shift from regulation towards a focus on public health advice and personal judgment that you would decide uh, if it was safe or otherwise and that uh, you would uh, make your own decisions at times and that some of uh, the requirements on you uh, would not uh, be mandatory. Uh, The requirement uh, for distancing and mask wearing outside or in private indoor settings, for example. They're also talking about setting a physical distance of one metre in workplaces as opposed to the current two metres uh, indoor public spaces and healthcare settings until uh, the spring of next year. And the Irish Times also says uh, that mask for shops and public transport in healthcare settings could or should be retained until at least next spring. Bring, but they are hoping that in time we will be able to get back to some sort of normality. We'll get the details of this plan at the end of the month, but this Wednesday the Music and Entertainment Association of Ireland is to meet with the Minister for Arts and it'll be laying out its stall. Matt McGranigan is a spokesperson for the group and he's on the line with us now. And a very good morning to you, Matt, and thank you indeed for joining us on the show today. What will you be saying to Catherine Martin? Well, we'll be present very much for a date for reopening for the industry. Uh, we've gone on now almost 18 months. Uh, we've been promised roadmap after roadmap. We've called for roadmap since last year uh, ourselves in the wider events industry, the wider arts industry. Um, there's just been there's been no delivery of a roadmap whatsoever, and now we're we're getting to a stage where we are, um, I suppose, coming to the end of our tether uh, at, at looking at other sectors and other industries who who have been reopened, uh, albeit with certain restrictions. Uh, but, you know, the work was put on, the effort was put on, the attention was given to make that happen. Mm. So we're asking the same from the government. We don't want we don't want a promise of another roadmap at this moment in time. We're saying we need a date. We've got, you have to name the date and, and let's build the guidelines. Let's work towards creating a set of circumstances that will allow a reopening 
to take place uh, on that date. I take it you're not going to get that date this week and probably won't get that date till this roadmap is published at the end of the month. Well, a roadmap without dates is useless. You know, it's going to be like a roadmap without uh, distances between terms. So you just never know when you're going to get. And that's what we've, our industry has been doing that since, since last year. Mm. Uh, you know, just trying to survive on hope mm. uh, and, and pushing towards that. Everyone has hope for an outdoor summer. There was great talk, you know, when, when politicians and when government were talking about outdoor summer, you know, people in this industry are listening to that. And they're hearing this positivity. And it's outdoor summer, life's going to be normal. People are going to socialise. And people in this industry were thinking, <coughs> well, we're always part of that in normal circumstances, so we must be part of it again. Mm. And, and then we find out as we approach the summer that, of course, you know, there was no uh, provision for uh, music or entertainment, really. But with uh, good reason, I'm sure you accept that, because uh, we were talking about a very different situation when we were talking about an outdoor summer. We were dealing with a completely different variant of this disease. This is like a new virus that we have now. Instead of the UK variant, it's the Delta variant, and it's far more transmissible. And it hasn't peaked yet. They're talking about the hospital figures doubling in the next couple of weeks, going from around 200 to 400. And uh, may just remind you, Michael, that at the 29th of June, the measures were relaxed to such that would have allowed music in outdoor settings and licensed premises. The only problem was no one in government knew that until the Attorney General clarified it just over two weeks ago. So even that there was, as you make the correct case, that there was a Delta uh, variant in place, the government, and with retrospect now and with hindsight, if look back, even if that was a more uh, transmissible variant, they are able to clarify that they had relaxed the measures. So there's no real argument for them in that. But yes, we fully understand the severity of the, the Delta variant. Uh, we fully understand the, the severity of COVID in general. Um, and we want to place safety and responsibility at, at, as it's absolutely paramount for our industry for for the workers in the industry, but also for the public and for the businesses in which we operate. Should um, it be a, a staggered return in terms of, of how concerts, for example, are staged? Uh, I, I take it that it'll be easier for some live shows than other live shows. Uh, you're a, a violinist, uh, and uh, I imagine one of your shows would be easier to have uh, in a, a controlled way with a seated audience, perhaps uh, a certain distance away from each other. I think you're right, and it's, look, it's not going to be a popular thing for me to say, but I think it's a responsible approach to the way forward for the industry. You know, the other part about this industry is that it it, it relies on and its business model is very much based on having a, a large number of people congregate at one time for a short period of time, you know, over the course of an hour or two hours, unlike uh, hospitality or that, where you can have people drifting in and out over an eight, eight or ten hour working day. You know, we're, we very much rely on this concentration of time. So th- that's one of the big issues, I think, moving forward. We see all these great, um, this great, wonderful talk about Northern Ireland at the moment. Mm. And while it's wonderful to see large outdoor events happen uh, and being done, and hopefully what is a safe way, we have to remember that a lot of, a lot of uh, everyday working musicians and artists and crew that work in theatres throughout Northern Ireland but there's about a 30% capacity in Northern Ireland at the moment in theatres due to one-metre social distancing. So that's what we're looking at. If, if we're going to be looking into the future for our industry, it really does need to have a, 
almost zero social distancing in order for it to be economically viable. Mm. And so anything less than 60%. And that's that could be a, a tricky point. Um, mm. Mm. Are the government prepared then to step in and to subsidise productions and shows and companies in order to put entertainment on? Well, that's an interesting question uh, because uh, it'll work uh, better as well for uh, some than others. Uh, and uh, some people may struggle to find uh, that uh, people... Uh, are, are interested uh, because um, as I say it's probably different for you than some others if you talk about that uh, gig that took place in Belfast 10,000 young people jumping up and down uh, on top of each other uh, the, it wasn't just the music they were there for it was the experience wasn't it and there's an experience to all of these things and you look at some of the other events taking place in little pods uh, with people miles away from each other and I'm sure there's some people who would say would you be bothered? Well I, I think for certain you know, hardcore fans, I suppose, of, of music and entertainment and that. They're quite happy to be in that bubble uh, or those pods. They're quite happy to experience the music. You have people who love the, the music for the music's sake or the entertainment for the entertainment's sake or the art for the art's sake. And then, of course, but you know, the, the, the larger majority of people, I think, um, go to festivals or go to music events or live events. And it's really a very social uh, gathering and it's a, it's a show, social thing that they're doing more so than okay they're going to enjoy the music and they might have they would have an interest in this or that but it's really because their friends are involved and and that's where I think you know music and entertainment and that is it's it's an incredible thing because it's a personal experience mm. but it's best enjoyed when you're sharing it with others absolutely so so, so from that point of view. Um, it's such a strange uh, discipline, I suppose, and a strange addiction that, that we have as humans uh, to enjoy this thing. Mm. Uh, and and that's one of the big uh, issues that we face, is that people want to experience this uh, collectively. And they want to have that shared experience together. Otherwise, you know, people, would have, people would, wouldn't be missing live experiences, and they would have the music on their phone and would have headphones and, and that would be all the enjoyment that they need but it's not it's much much more than that mm. and it's a real uh, it's, a, it's a kind of a very visceral tribal experience I think uh, deep deep down yeah, absolutely. That, that we have, you know. And the music on our phone, of course, created its own problem. Uh, I mean, uh, the uh, arrival of uh, streaming music uh, has ended the record industry, uh, and there really is uh, very few options uh, for musicians in terms of making a, a living. Uh, the live industry is how you make your living, and without playing gigs, uh, there's no income, uh, and there's uh, a chance uh, that this uh, could really result in a, a very severe blow for the industry. That's right. The, the way that the, the, the entire industry has gone over the past you know, 20 years, um, in one sense, it's fantastic. You have this incredible growth and you've got the... Everyone can experience music now. Uh, I mean, go back 25, 30 years. You wanted to catch the most recent song. Uh, you know, you had to tune in at a specific time, maybe during the day. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of us remember sitting eagerly pressing the record and play button at the same time. So mm-hmm. you yes. kind of have it. Uh, now you can just you have it in a matter of seconds. Um, and you can experience music from anywhere, all over the world, any genre, uh, on your phone. And it's it's incredible from that point of view. But this ease of access to, uh, to it, which is fantastic that people can experience it, also has devalued the currency of of what what music is or what entertainment or what art is. And, and I suppose 
you know, maybe the maybe what has come through this pandemic is that people may have realised how starved they were of it and how much they did miss it. And, and let's hope that there is a greater value put on it. Because, as you said and rightly pointed out, the live experience or the live gigs, um, it's really the, the last bastion of being able to make a living uh, in this industry anymore. It's, it's really down to that. Uh, whereas, you know, years ago, you, you, you toured an album mm. and the album made, made the money. Mm, yeah. where now you make an album and you must tour that's it the gigs promoted the yeah. album now it's yeah. the other way around the album yeah. promotes the gigs uh, and yeah. uh, that's why the prices have shifted uh, as well in terms yeah. of both of them alright Matt look uh, hopefully that meeting goes well with uh, the minister and hopefully uh, you'll get back playing uh, and doing what you do so well and what you love so much uh, and indeed rely on uh, to make a, a living but thank you for joining us this morning right. thank you so much Michael. thank you that's uh, Matt McGranigan spokesperson for the Music and Entertainment Association of Ireland. Michael Reed on LMFM. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.